Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Undisrupted. Uh, Adam rocking the hat there. We got the, the beret going. Yes, He's yes. Feeling it. Wait, wait, it's not a, wait. It's not a raspberry beret, but it's still <laughs> looking pretty proper for those of you watching online. All right, opening debate is this. So uh, it's near summertime. We're 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 in this mode as tech directors and tech leaders. Like, what do we do? Do we pick up? When I was at Eans, we always wondered, like, do we actually pick up all the devices from kids, or is it better just to let them keep them over the summer? Um, and then, how do we do that? What's like a process? You know, because our district was pretty tight. I know your district. You're like a whole county. So, yeah. uh, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> devices, pick them up, leave them. <laughs> What I really would love to do is not pick them up. <laughs> yeah. But but the, the dilemma is we haven't seen our devices since February in some cases with our kids that initially went home when the pandemic started, February of last year. Yeah. And they're here. And we know in a lot of cases, the devices are cracked screens or hinges or whatever the case may be. And people haven't brought them because it's still working. I can still turn it on. I can still do stuff. So I haven't brought it in yet. And so this case, it'll let us get all of our devices in, figure out what's broken, what needs to be repaired, and even in some cases, refresh those devices with new devices. So you go ahead and take those out of inventory and give the kids something new, but it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be a nightmare because we have, and in my district, probably about, I don't know, a little over a third of our kids haven't been back yet. So we have all these virtual kids that we have to try to figure out how that works. So that's going to be fun. And with that, uh, I, I'm curious to hear what our guest, our special guest has to say about this. So let me welcome in Kyle Pace. Kyle Pace is the director of technology at Lee Summit Schools up in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, or Missouri. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, <laughs> at Kyle Pace. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, the, the whole, like, do we do we pick them up? Do we pick up all the devices? Do we do we let them keep them? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, hey guys. First of all, thanks for having me on. Sure. Uh, really appreciate it, getting to join you two and having some chat. And so, um, this is an interesting debate. And so my previous district where I was director of technology, um, we implemented while I was there, letting kids keep them home over the summer. Now that's a little bit easier to do in a smaller district, you know, and, but, um, cause we're talking, that was a district of about 4,300 kids. So smaller, smaller district for sure, easier to do. Um, but we're also in my current district, you know, that's about 18,000 kids. Um, we're, we're letting them keep them over the summer, wow. this summer, you know, especially for those kids um, that are already needing them for, we have, you know, kids taking summer school, you know, we are going to have an in-seat summer school um, for both elementary and secondary, and then we're going to have uh, online versions of summer school for both elementary and secondary so no matter whether it's in person or online those kids are going to need a device during that time and so um we're talking about a relatively you know if you think about it our, our summer school goes until july 7th um so we're really talking about a month and a half um close to two months that we're asking you know that that they're gonna have that device at home before they're before they're back to us anyway yeah um, and, and, and you also have the flexibility, and this is one of those things with some of our listeners also have to deal with, depending on the transient nature of your population also has a lot to do with what your options are, because if your kids are, you have a high transient rate, you can't uh, let those devices go out through the summer because those kids may be who knows where based on the transient nature of their household. So you have to get those things back versus yep. a more uh, 
hate to say stable. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, non-transient. Non-transient, I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, community yeah. uh, where those kids are normally in that your system through K-12. And so it, it makes a lot of sense to, for them to keep them as we deal with summer realignment, learning realignment and stuff like that that's happening. And, you know, the other way, I mean, like kind of like what you said, Adam, I think no matter what you're going to have, you're going to have still have devices get broken. You're going to have devices get potentially lost. And hopefully, you know, the front loading that we always do before the summer with parents, you know, helps mitigate some of that. But um, but, you know, if you think about it and if 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 one of our kids is going to be on a device a lot this summer, I would, you know, I think it's pretty good, pretty good bet that most parents would prefer that it be on a district device that they that's going to stay filtered and they know for sure their kids are going to stay protected while on it. Um, you know, but an interesting factor that I've had come up a few times is and we can get into this as much or as little as you guys want. But, you know, the whole the whole filtering and the monitoring mm-hmm. software, you know, that all, uh, that we all have mm-hmm. on our devices. Um, that's that's an interesting part of the debate there too is if the you know if those alerts or something fire during the summer let's just say it's while principles are off then you just have to think about those kinds of things so i had to think about those things when we had kids keep chromebooks over the summer because essentially for that month that principles were off on summer break um you know we don't want to put you know so we have to shift shift to some other district leaders of who are going to get some of those um, more pressing alerts maybe that right. might come up for some kids while they have them over the summer. It adds a whole nother layer of complexity to an already full plate for teachers and administrators. I, uh, this happened to us over the summer. We had, it wasn't even a school district device. We had some kids go to a party uh, and teenagers and they were taking pictures and posting them on Instagram. And I'll be darned if we didn't get a call, principal, then they called me and I'm like, why are we, it's summer. And they're like, what are you gonna do about it? And I was like, well, did they use our devices? No, they didn't No, but you need to do something. I was like, at some point, <laughs> right? you can't just keep piling on schools to be the counselor, the tech you know, support, and the, we're feeding kids and now we're giving them insurance. I mean, at some point, it's somebody has to- personal privacy. At some yeah. point, it's, it's my life outside of the K-12 space. You can't tell me what to do. Like, I mean, I, we should be concerned about our students at all times. So I don't want it to be taken sure. out of context, but- at what point is it invasion of their own personal privacy right. outside of uh, the school day? Yeah. So fun things. So fun stuff. <laughs> good times. So Kyle, <laughs> summer is coming. Doom, doom, doom. Dun, dun. And, and with that, there normally summer is not the laid back time for technology folks. There's always getting gearing up for the next school year yeah. in between you know, then waxing and painting buildings and reconnecting computer labs and getting in, you know, whatever devices. Normally it's a smaller refresh here and there, but <laughs> with all the the money that we may be talking about or things you've already purchased, what does your summer look like? Because I know you also did some creative things throughout the school year with repairs um, that we, I was able to pick your brain on. Um, so what what is that going to look like with some students still keeping their devices with whatever set up you're doing for your next school year what is summer and least summit look like and how the heck are you going to make it work yeah um for, fortunately we you know of course i can't i can't you know talk about it without talking about the amazing team of folks that we have here which is is definitely um you know a big advantage of being in a larger district is that you have 
a technology department that can that can provide that level the same level of support um, all throughout the summer as well. Um, a big thing that's going to happen for us this summer in terms of devices, we're actually going, we're actually meeting here uh, later this week, as a matter of fact, to talk about the future of the teacher device here in Lee Summit. And so that's really what um, I'm excited because despite all the craziness that this year has brought, that we're still thinking forward. Um, and we're still doing those things to think forward like that, thinking about what the future of the teacher device is going to be. Um, so we surveyed our teachers, oh gosh, back at the beginning of the semester um, and asked for their input on what the next teacher device should look like. Um, I would show you my I would show you my laptop if I could, if it wasn't plugged into my docking station and I knew I could get it up. But like we've always had, you know, we've always had these pretty significantly sized laptops here in yeah. the district. And um, you could probably, you know, I've heard I've heard some creative nicknames for some of, you know, do related to how big these uh, and kind of clunky these laptops right. are. Big brick, uh, yeah. What's that? It's like a big brick, you know. Just, yeah, brick, yeah. boat anchor, uh, yeah. you know. Something Weighing like me that. down, yes. Right. And it's just not, and, and, and they've been great devices, but it's been the same kind of device you know, forever in this in in the district essentially, and so we wanted teachers to give us feedback. Like, what do you want this next teacher device to look like? And um, the two, you know, our 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 kids' Chromebooks have been two in one touchscreen Chromebooks for for quite a while, and teachers have never had a device that really mm -hmm. mimics that or comes close mm -hmm. to mimicking that. So. Um, they want something that's kind of a two-in-one device, you know, that has a touch screen, but they really also, uh, mobility was a yeah. was a big component as well. Um, teachers being able to easily walk around the room with the device or be just be mobile, be very mobile with it. More and, than and, that's, and that's something when you look at the, the, the teacher devices, the way the teacher has used their computer has changed within the last 12 months, you right. know, forget the last five years or whenever the refresh, the initial refresh on the yeah. future device has been done, yeah. how they're utilizing and even the chipset in those devices have changed because now you're talking about, I may have to run my interactive panel. I may have to run a Zoom thing. I may have a document camera and I'm also doing other things. So Screen when recording. you can maybe get yeah. by with an i3, you may have to bump it up, get an i7 on there because yep. the, the RAM and everything else you need because it's a more beefier product that you their teachers are trying to utilize now. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, um, you know, I know I feel the limits of that on the laptop that I have just when I mean, you guys know how big of a memory hall Chrome is and how, if you know, if you oh, have yeah. about, if you have the level, like I have major TMT, too many tabs, <laughs> uh, you know, um, it's admitting you is the first step. Admitting your issue is the first yes, step. Yes, <laughs> yes. I know my issue. I own it. I yes. Um, but yeah. So terms of uh, in terms of device refresh this summer, that's going to be a big one for us. Because in, in a perfect world, you know, like later this week, we've we've composed a put together a teacher device team. Um, we're going to actually get to come together for an in person meeting at the end of this week. As a matter of fact, and. Um, this is where the vendors are going to come in and give their presentations on like, here's why our, here's why our computer's the best. And 
um, here's all the things that it'll afford you as uh, instructionally as a teacher. And, um, and then in a perfect world, that recommendation is going to go to our board. And um, then that looks like in hopefully in July, you know, we're creating opportunity, we have, we're creating opportunities. And that's where our uh, instructional technology specialists who are on my team will, uh, you know, create opportunities for teachers to come in and learn about their new device and pick up their new device and uh, then take it back home with them. And they've got it at home with them for a solid month um, before school starts to help them get acclimated to it. So uh, barring any um, barges that get stuck in the Suez Canal or <laughs> pandemic related delays, yeah, um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to to get those devices refreshed. Um, and it's good. We're going to we're going to do all teachers all we're going to do all teachers all at once. So that's another change for us mm -hmm. as well as um, having, you know, this school get their new laptop this year and this school get their new laptop this year. We're just going to get everybody on the same on the same rotation is what we're shooting for. Well, and with funding being what it is, I mean, it's uh, if, if ever there was a time in our lives as ed techs that we, you know, this is it. We've got a, a boatload of funds coming our way yep. from the feds. And I don't know what you're hearing or what conversations you've already had, Kyle, in your district about this. But, you know, when all these funds come and, and they're supposed to make their way to local school districts, you know, for, for lots of things, learning loss, technology, connectivity, all that stuff. What is yep. your thought? Like, what is the best way? What I mean, you mentioned doing the uh, teacher kind of across the board leveling of the playing field. What are your thoughts on that funding? What's the best use of those funds for school districts in your area? You know, I, in my area also, again, just had some very recent conversations about this is, um, you know, just those instructional technology resources. You know, we did um, just continuing to look. I feel like we just have so many pockets uh, of uh, I see all these pockets and let's just um, let's just use Nearpod as an example um, pockets of Nearpod use all over the district but I hear like just got an email from a principal this morning that says like hey I hope we're thinking about um, a district license of Nearpod for the coming school year right and so and that's and that, so that's something that is um, really top of mind for me now too is those uh, aside from the hardware um, just getting all of our teachers and kids exposure to those really good resources like Nearpod and not just having it be oh just this department has it or just this school has it um, but making it equitable you know for for everybody in the district we did a little bit of that this past during this school year um, in response to the pandemics to some other resources that teachers were really saying we needed, uh, they wanted and they needed. And so um, we implemented some of those this year. And I, I just want to keep, again, I want to keep that momentum going of giving our teachers just a good depth of resources that they have right. available to them, whether they're teaching kids in person or teaching kids fully online or a combination of both, then it's they they've all got it no matter what. Sure. And to your point, I'm so glad you're you're talking about getting those teachers involved in the process because these educators this past uh, several months, they have really been so adaptive and they've been on the front lines, boots on ground, if you will. And yep. so the products that they've been utilizing and and doing that testing, and saying, hey, this really works. I mean, we did the same thing here. I mean, we saw some of our 
uh, Nearpod usage was pretty high, so that's one of the things that we're looking at with our ESSER funds to go ahead and yep. um, get for every teacher. And also, for and I know you appreciate this as well, it makes it so much easier when we have standardized certain platforms from the instructional yeah. technology aspect, because now you can bake that into your curriculum all your instructional specialists, the training, everybody's training on the same thing versus Nearpod and Pear Deck and Classkick and everything else that's out there. When you have four or five different products, it's very difficult to have some sustainability throughout your system. Yep, absolutely. That consistency is, 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 a, is a good thing. And we're doing that again. We're trying to do that from a hardware side too with some things, but um, I also want to keep the focus too on the, on the software side too and the resources that we give teachers just to do use you know that they can use every single day that's for every department and every subject area and um, just make it equally accessible for everybody so we've learned a whole lot of things of course we learn a lot every day but we've learned a whole lot uh after this pandemic so what are some things that you think you can take from that and share with our listeners out there to keep them undisrupted going into this 21-22 school year. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's it's exciting. It, it's, it's a really exciting time. Despite all of that stress and the challenges and the, uh, the, the ways that this year has taken a toll on kids and on parents and on teachers and on principals, every, every stakeholder in education, it's, it's, it's drained us at one time or another. Um, this year, but it's opened up for us, you know, specifically, and I like to think it's probably in other, other areas too, and I know you guys have seen it, it's opened up some really, really exciting things um, that we were, you know, probably get, had to implement a little faster than we really wanted to and get it going faster than we normally would have, but um, a perfect example of that for us is is our online elementary program. Um, you know, we essentially stood up uh, an online elementary school, uh, you know, in time for the start of this school year. And d did it work for every single kid? Nope, it didn't. It, we know that there's some kids that they on, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a parent of one of those kids, you know, that just online learning just does not work for him. Um, and so, but that's something that because of this situation this year, it's it's here to stay. It, it's not going away. We are going to continue this in the next year and have essentially a 19th elementary school um, that's going to be our, our online elementary school with dedicated teachers, a dedicated principal, um, you know, that's just for, just for that purpose because we heard from both parents and teachers alike that it did work really, really well for them. And they've, you know, we've had teachers that have said like, this is my jam. I, I've, I found my niche here. I never, <laughs> I was skeptical, but I found my niche. If this, if the district wants to keep this around, I'm game, sign me up. And so, which is fantastic. Like that's an amazing byproduct of everything that this year has brought. And, and same goes for some of our families that it's just worked out um really really well and i think you know we have to i think we need to keep that momentum going um with things like that and that's just one example of i know there's examples all over the place of things like that that have uh, been a byproduct of this year so it's it's exciting to me 
I think in, for all the listeners out there that are, that are in our roles or in similar roles, you're probably feeling that same kind of feeling like, let's keep this momentum going. Um, I want to thank you, Kyle Pace. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Pace and also follow all the great work that he's doing at least Summit Schools up there in Kansas City. Thank you, Kyle, for joining us today. Yeah, great thanks work. for having me, guys. And I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us out there. Be sure to subscribe, give us a review. We might even give you a shout out at a future show. This has been the Undisrupted Podcast brought to you by Future Ready Schools. He's Pepe Le Adam, and you can follow him at Ask Adam Three. <laughs> and he's Carl, and you can follow him at Mr. Hooker. And remember, we are better together. And we are better undisrupted. undisrupted. This podcast is made possible by the generous support of Amazon Web Services.